I need to be her now. And I know that that means that I need to make some big moves and some scary, uncomfortable moves. And my safety net is here and my safety net has been here for a long time. And I'm not going to get to where I want to get to in my life if I continue to play safe here in Michigan. Hey, babe, welcome to the Sales and Social Podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. We are going to talk about life today. We are going to talk about a real life update of like what is going on in Jillian Murphy's life, her business, her relationships, the move to Arizona, and her health. And the reason that I actually wanted to do this podcast is because I have been talking a lot about the move to Arizona in my relationship on Instagram, but there's only so much that I actually really want to talk about on the Instagram platform. And the reason why is because, you know, Instagram is a great platform and I love it. And that's where I create a lot of content and which where I connect with a lot of people. But it's not really where I want to go deep. It's not really where I want to share everything with everybody. And what I always say is like the people, you guys right here who have me in your ear or your car or while you're on a walk right now, or hey, maybe you're even in the shower listening to me right now. You guys are my people. You guys are my community and you guys are the ones that I want to take along, you know, really behind the scenes on the journey. And I don't really always want to share things, you know, with the people that just started following me on Instagram a week ago or don't really know everything that's going on. So I didn't feel like that was really the the place or the platform to share everything that's kind of going on. So you guys are going to get the raw, the real, the vulnerable, who knows, maybe even a tear or two today on this podcast episode. So before we dive into what is happening current, I think it's important to kind of take you back to what has been happening and where we kind of left off. So if you guys have not listened to the episode with Andrea Crisp, I definitely highly encourage you guys to go back and listen to it. Uh, it was a two-part episode and it was actually called Be Her Now. Um, shameless plug, if you guys have not grabbed your Be Her Now merchandise, stop this episode right now and slide into my DMs and grab your merchandise because this is such an important movement for me and it's such an important movement for my community and for all of you guys listening to this podcast, because 
it's literally how I'm living my life. And it's how I want all of you guys to really live your life too. I want you to be living your best life now. I want you to be embodying your highest version now. And that's literally what that podcast episode was about. So about two months ago, I went on a journey. And let me tell you, it was a journey. I took a six-week solo trip to Arizona, and it absolutely changed my life. It changed my business, it changed my relationships, and it changed me as a person. Um, I connected to myself. I connected to different people in the community. I changed some things up in my business. Um, I came back and made a lot of big changes. I came back and made a lot of hard changes. I came back and had difficult, difficult, heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching conversations with people in my life, uh, conversations with people on my team, conversations with people in my community, just a lot of really big, expansive conversations. And a few other things happened while I was in Arizona. One was I faced a life-threatening kayaking accident. And this accident changed my life in more ways than one. One of the things that happened while I was there was I was in an accident that absolutely changed my life. And little did I know how much impact it was going to have on me, not only as a person, but on my nervous system, uh, on my business and on my relationships and really just on me as a person. And if again, if you have not listened to that podcast episode, I'm not going to go into everything that happened, but go back and listen to that episode and there was a lot of physical changes that happened after that accident that I'm going to share with you guys in a little bit on this podcast episode. The other thing that happened while I was in Arizona is I fell in love with how I felt in Arizona. I fell in love with the people. I fell in love with the weather. I fell in love with how calm I felt there. And I knew that one of two things would happen when I was in Arizona. I would either want to come back as soon as I got there or I would absolutely love it, and I would have to decide what that meant for my future here in Michigan. And when I was in Arizona, I signed a lease to come back and live there. And I signed a lease without talking to my family, my parents, who I am insanely close with, that I see every single day, um, without talking to my siblings, without talking to my friends here in Michigan. And even more without talking to Jason, who has been my boyfriend for almost six years now. I made really big decisions before having conversations with any of these people because I knew that as soon as I got back to Michigan and back to my comfort zone and back to my humans, those feelings would go away and I would say, I'll just stay here. I'll just stay where I'm comfortable. I'll just stay where it's easy and I'll just do that. But one of the things I talked about in the Be Her Now episode was I want to be her now. I want to be the person that loves her life now. I want to be the person that's fulfilled now. I want to be the person that loves waking up in her life now. And unfortunately, that's not where I am when I'm in Michigan. I have great people here. I have the most incredible family here. I have an incredible boyfriend here, but I'm not filled up here and I'm not fulfilled here. And I don't wake up with a life that I'm obsessed with here. So I talk a lot to my clients about making big ass bold moves and not playing small and living your best life 
and being her now. So I needed to also step up to the plate and do that for myself. So I made some big moves in Arizona and I came back to having some really difficult conversations. But before I got back to Michigan, about two weeks before I got back, I started to have some really odd symptoms in in Arizona. The first one was I was massively, massively short of breath to the point that I was gasping for air on most days. Like I just couldn't catch my breath. Now, I've had anxiety a good portion of my life. This was not an anxiety shortness of breath. This was like I had been running for miles, but I was sitting in bed. This was like I had ran up 50 flight of stairs, but I was sitting at the pool. To the point that I was carrying around like gallon bags with me and trying to like breathe into them and gasp for air. Um, It had gotten so bad that I had actually gone to the hospital while I was still in Arizona because I couldn't figure out why I just could not catch my breath. It was almost like I was hyperventilating at all times. And they said, you know, we don't know what this is. Maybe you have asthma. Maybe it's the dry heat of being in Arizona. Maybe you have, you know, gotten asthma while you've been here because of the weather. We're not really sure what it is. But when you get back to Michigan, you should probably get it checked out. They gave me an inhaler and then sent me on my way. Another thing that started to happen is I wear an Apple Watch and my heart rate started to go off the charts, like massive tachycardia. And when I say off the charts, we're not talking like 100 beats per minute or 110 beats per minute. I would be sitting there and my heart rate would start to skyrocket to 120, 130 beats per minute. And I wasn't even being active. So I had my first tachycardia incident while I was actually in Arizona. So I was supposed to drive back home by myself from Arizona. And I was having these incidents of shortness of breath and tachycardia. And my parents were like, you're not driving back home by yourself across the country for three days. So my father actually flew out and drove me back home. While we were driving home, my father said to me several times, when you get back to Michigan, you got to get this checked out. I don't know what's going on with you, but your breathing's not right. Uh, You're short of breath. I'm witnessing it. I'm seeing it. And I'm really uncomfortable with what your heart rate's doing. Uh, You got to get this checked out. So as soon as we get back to Michigan, I walk into Jason's house. Now, I have not seen my boyfriend in seven and a half weeks at this point. I'm at home for about five minutes. And I'm like, we need to go to the ER. So imagine that. My boyfriend hasn't seen me in seven weeks. He's probably thinking, all right, my girlfriend's going to come home. We're going to have sexy time tonight. And guess what? We are in the ER. So my first night back in Michigan, we head to the ER. And I'm like, I'm having these breathing incidents. And I'm having tachycardia. They run me through the roost. They, you know, give me a stress test. They hook me up to an EKG, hook me up to a heart rate monitor. And they keep me there for, I think, like 24 or 36 hours and nothing. They don't know what it is. And they say, you know, everything's checking out fine here. We don't know what it is. And they sent me on my way. So now my second time coming out of the ER and they have no idea what is going on with me. 48 hours later, I'm scheduled to leave to go to Myrtle Beach to celebrate my daughter's 21st birthday. And I'm so excited. I haven't seen my daughter in about five months. And I'm taking a trip down to the south, uh, a car ride trip, 17 hours. And we are also taking my ex-husband down there. So it's me, my boyfriend, my ex-husband. We have the best relationship ever. 
my parents, uh, a couple of my siblings, my aunt and uncle, and we're heading down for a week to Myrtle Beach. Our drive down to Myrtle Beach, we are in Virginia. We get out to go to a rest area and I get massively, massively dizzy and my heart rate shoots up to 173. And my boyfriend and my ex-husband look at each other and they're like, we don't know what to do with her. So here we are in West Virginia. I have, I'm having a tachycardia incident. I'm dizzy, I'm sweating, and we have no idea what to do. So we get me back in the car. And at this point, we're about two hours from Myrtle Beach. As soon as we get to Myrtle Beach, guess what happens? We're back in the ER. So now within you know three days, we're back in another ER. So now I visited an ER in Arizona, an ER in Michigan, and now my first 10 minutes into Myrtle Beach, we're back into another ER. They keep me in ER overnight in Myrtle Beach. Jason sleeps in his truck. I sleep in the ER. My poor daughter is so excited to see her mom, and I haven't even seen her yet because I'm in the ER. Run some more tests, test me for pulmonary embolism, uh, do a stress test on me. Everything checks out okay, and they just can't seem to get me when they're seeing the tachycardia happen. So, this time, my tachycardia happened when I went from seating to standing. So that was the first time that it had really happened when I was going from sitting to standing. And we start to start to see some patterns that are happening. So the next morning, they they let me go and they say, hey, when you get back to Michigan, you probably need to go see a cardiologist. The next day is my daughter's 21st birthday. We have her birthday party at a water park in Myrtle Beach. I can't even get through the birthday party. I cannot breathe in the South. Like I feel like I am walking through, like I couldn't even explain it. Everybody at the birthday party is like, what is wrong with her? She cannot breathe. She cannot grasp for air. And I'm crying. I want to enjoy this birthday party. I feel terrible. It's my daughter's 21st birthday. We drove 17 hours, but I just cannot grasp for air. And my, my heart rate is like 100, 110, 120, 130, and I'm just miserable. My parents pull me aside and they say, just get through this day, get back in the car and go back home. So I celebrate my daughter's 21st birthday the best that we can. The next morning, 17 hours, we drive back home and I make an appointment with my cardiologist. The next morning, we get back and we go to see the cardiologist. And this is when I actually get diagnosed with POTS. So if you guys are listening to this podcast episode and you don't know what POTS is, you are just like me. I did not know what POTS was. POTS is when your body does not regulate to sitting and standing and there is an actual autonomic issue with your body. So every time I say autonomic, most people think I'm saying autoimmune. It's not an autoimmune issue. It's actually an autonomic issue. And this is not like a medical podcast. So I'm not going to break this all down. But what actually happens is my body does not regulate digestion, respiratory, heart rate, and blood pressure. And why this is such a problem is because my heart rate will jump 30, 40, 50, 60, even 70 beats per minute. And you get dizzy. There's opportunities to faint. Um, it's controlling my respiratory and all these other symptoms start to come about. 
So we get this diagnosis of POTS. I go down the rabbit hole of reading it. And POTS was one of the worst things that I knew that I could get. And it's one of the worst things that I knew I could get because there is no cure for POTS. And once you get POTS, you're really just kind of figuring it out on your own. Because even though it is a heart rate condition, it's actually not a heart issue. Even though it is a shortness of breath issue, it's actually not a lung issue. It's actually an issue with your autonomic system. So instantly, my life is shifted upside down. I have exercise intolerance, which means I can literally walk to like the end of my driveway and my heart rate skyrockets. And you guys, when I'm saying skyrockets, it's like 150, 160, walking to the end of my driveway. Um, You know, walking from my bedroom to my kitchen, it gets to like 130. Um, Showering, it gets to like 130, 140. I can no longer shower standing up because there's a dysregulation in my heart rate. Uh, I can no longer take hot showers because heat also makes your uh, your body do crazy things. It's been a nightmare. And the last six weeks have been probably some of the hardest six weeks of my life because my life has been shifted upside down. And the hardest thing that has happened is that I can no longer trust my body. And if you've ever been in a situation like this, it's like you don't know when your body is just going to freak out. So I could be sitting here recording a podcast right now. I could be sitting here watching a movie with Jason. I could be sitting in the backyard and all of a sudden my heart rate just starts to take off and it's scary. It's one of the scariest things I've ever dealt with because once your heart rate starts to go off, you have a million other symptoms that start to go on. You get dizzy, you get faint, you start to sweat. You're wondering if your heart rate is going to come down. We've actually had to call 911 four times over the last six weeks to have them come in and try to get my heart rate down. We've had several other hospital visits since this, and I'm really just trying to figure it out on my own. Um, I've joked around and said that like, I'm really just trying to like TikTok my way through this and trying to research my way through it. So having this situation now come about has obviously brought a lot of new things to my life. It's brought a lot of new fears to my life. And the biggest fear that it's brought is how do I manage this on my own? How do I move across the country on my own? How do I deal with this fear of not trusting my body in being three days away from my parents? You know, three day drive away from my parents, being away from my doctors, being away from Jason, which Yes, these people can't really do anything, but there is a sense of safety having them here. You know, my conversations are like, hey, my heart rate's going up. My parents are very calming, right? They're like, hey, let's sit down, let's breathe. And now it's like, I'm going to move across the country and be alone, like literally be alone. While yes, I have friends in Arizona and I have a lot of really great people that I know I don't have my people and this is making me obviously very nervous and very uncomfortable. And the second biggest part of this is heat is one of the biggest variables to this because as your body gets hot, your heart rate obviously increases. So one of the things that they actually recommend is for you to not be in heat. Well, my thinking And my functional medicine doctor's thinking is 
the way that your body doesn't adjust to heat is by keeping your body out of heat. So I don't want to sit in my house and be afraid of heat. I don't want to sit in my house and be afraid of exercise. I don't want to sit in my house and be afraid of doing anything. So I'm going to do these things and I'm going to try. And if I don't try, I feel like I'll always be wondering, like, what if I didn't go? And what if I don't do these things? And while I'm, of course, massively nervous about taking this leap in nine days from now, by the time this podcast airs, um, I might actually already be out there or it might be a couple of days before I'm out there, but I'm still going to make this move and I'm still going to do it because I know that if I don't, I'm going to always wonder like, what if I didn't do it, right? And I know that I'll have to be strong on my own and I'll have to kind of figure it out on my own. And I can't be dependent on the people that are here. And I also can't just always lean on, well, like my parents are here because, you know, at the end of the day too, my my parents aren't always going to be here. There's going to come a point that my parents aren't going to be around forever either. And I have to learn how to figure out how to do life eventually without them, right? I mean, they're not, they're not going to be around forever. And I feel like this is like the time to kind of figure out how to do things on my own. And, you know, I, I have my POTS bracelet that says, you know, in, in case of emergency or in case of fainting, this is what happens and this is who to call. So yeah, I'm nervous, but I'm going to go. And I feel like this is like my be her now era, right? Everyone's talking about this is my Barbie era. This is my sequin era. This is my living my best life era. But like, this is my be her now era. And I have to be her now. I have to go and figure it out now because there's always going to be things that come up, right? There's always going to be fears that come up. And if I don't do it now, then like, I'll always wonder. So I, I ask that you guys hold space for me and you guys cheer me on along the way and uh, come visit me if you're out that way and all the things. And just know that I am dealing with some of these things. I think the, the hardest thing that I'm dealing with right now is that I don't have a doctor. And if you've ever been through something where you don't have a doctor, it's very scary. And the reason why I don't have a doctor just to kind of bring you guys up to speed on it is For this condition, you actually have to see an autonomic doctor. And there's very few of them in the United States. There's very few of them actually in the world. And right now I'm currently on a wait list at John Hopkins and it's a little over two years. And I'm on a wait list at the Mayo Clinic and it's a little over a year. So when I say like, I'm literally trying to figure this out on my own, I'm literally trying to figure this out on my own until I get in front of a doctor. So it's like, I'm TikToking my way through it. I'm researching things. I've read like I think every single book on dysautonomia and every single book on POTS uh, in my free time. I'm Googling, I'm researching, I'm reading, I'm connecting to people, I'm in support groups. And, you know, I will say that I'm grateful for the people that I've I've met and I'm grateful for the people that I've connected with that do have this really rare thing. But if you know somebody that has POTS or you know somebody that's connected with POTS, you know, slide into my DMs. I would love to meet them or love to connect with them. I have a client recently that had a really good friend that had POTS and we connected and she connected me with this book and the book was like phenomenal. So it's like you never know one person that could help you out with something. So that's where I'm at on the life stuff. And that's where I'm at on the health stuff. 
On the business stuff, we have lots of amazing things coming. We are going to change up the event space in 2024. I'm absolutely going to disrupt things that are happening in the event space in 2024. And I could not be more excited about it. I am still coaching. One-on-one coaching is my lifeline and my bread and butter. And I am taking one-on-one clients still right now. And I am loving one-on-one coaching. We have two incredible masterminds running right now in my business. And people are getting insane results. They're having incredible connections. Um, I'm actually getting ready to see both of my masterminds in real life. Uh, The Sales Society Mastermind is actually coming to Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, The Society has a five-day retreat coming up. And then the Sales and Social Mastermind has a two-day roundtable sales accelerator coming up. So the thing that I think I'm the most excited about, about coming to Arizona, is that as soon as I get there, I get to link arms with the society members for five days. And then I get to turn around and I get to link arms with the sales, the sales and social people for two days. And knowing that I get to be there, and as soon as I get there, I get to see my people. That's one thing that absolutely lights me up. So super excited about that. We are growing the Sales Queen Collective like crazy. So if you guys are not inside the Sales Queen Collective, I absolutely encourage you to get inside of there. We have so many new things coming. We're changing it up in uh, October. We're going to be doing tons of new things, tons of giveaways, tons of challenges, and really bringing a whole new energy to the collective because it'll be almost one year and it's time to change it up and bring some new energy to that. So we're really, really excited We're working on so many new things behind the scenes. Uh, When I came back from Arizona, we had to have some difficult conversations as a team and as an organization. And what that did was it allowed me to bring on some really strong team members. And because of that, we're changing things up inside the business, which makes me super, super excited. And then what's happening in the relationship? So uh, a lot of people have asked me, well, what happens now? What happens now with you and Jason? Because I'm assuming you're moving to Arizona alone. Uh, Yes, I am moving to Arizona alone. Uh, He will not be coming with me. Jason and I have been together for just under six years. And our relationship is about to look very different. And I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what that looks like. Um, I hope that things continue to work out. I hope that we can build a relationship long distance, but I also know that I need to be her now. And I know that that means that I need to make some big moves and some scary, uncomfortable moves. And my safety net is here and my safety net has been here for a long time. And I'm not going to get to where I want to get to in my life and in my business and in my mindset and in my finances, and just a lot of things if I continue to play safe here in Michigan. So I hope that he gets a lot of frequent flying miles, and he comes out and visits me a lot, and we are going to stay in a committed relationship, and we are going to see what that relationship looks like. Jason will be driving me out to Arizona, uh, making the three-day <laughs> making a three-day drive with me out to Arizona, helping me unpack for a few days, and then getting back on a plane and coming back to Michigan. And I said this in the nicest way possible to him, and I know it didn't come out right. I needed him to make that drive with me this time. 
and not my parents because I would not have been able to say goodbye to my parents, not knowing when I would see them again. And especially with everything that I'm going through with my health and the fear that I have being there on my own, I would not have been able to let my parents go at the airport. (laughs) I would have been like, stay or take me back with you. Uh, So I need to think about my parents here in Michigan and know that I'll see them when they come back and visit or when I come back to Michigan to visit. So it will be Jason that makes the trip with me. And I'm excited to see what that looks like and where that relationship goes. So uh, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys being on my journey. As you can hear by my voice right now and the tears that are running down my face, this life update um, has not been easy. These choices have not been easy. These decisions have not been easy. But it's my be her now era. And uh, that comes with a lot of uncomfortable decisions and moves. And I can't ask my clients to make big moves and tell you guys to make big moves and talk about big moves in the podcast if I continue to play small. So this is me going first. And uh, I appreciate all of you guys that are along with me on the journey. So wish me well, slide into my DMs. Thank you for being here along the journey. And uh, let's all continue to be here now. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.